So I just want to add uh, some 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 thoughts. Also coming uh, through this discussion we had now in the in the break. So tonight I presented you with a spiritual view on this kind of experiences. I'm not saying that I'm don't value or appreciate or that I'm not able to have also a psychiatric biological point of view on this kind of experience. And also I have a, and appreciate very much a kind of psychological developmental point point on this kind of experiences. Yeah? So I think the the problem starts when we when we when we kind of become fanatical about okay this is the view it's a spiritual experience no this is the view it's biological it's a imbalance in your serotonin and dopamine and this needs to be fixed no it's it's coming from your childhood it's because you have grown up in a dysfunctional family yeah so no the first fourth one no this all socially constructed it's just made up Mental, men, you know, there's a whole movement uh, who say the whole psych psychiatric system and psychiatric diseases, they are just socially constructed. Uh, so, uh, and I, I appreciate and I value all these four perspectives. Uh, but the evening is too short. So <laughs> I, had, I had to... I had to look at this kind of experiences. Well, this is what I wanted to do tonight. Yeah? To look at these experiences from a, uh, from a spiritual point of view as spiritual experiences. Reframing them so that they become meaningful as part of our path, but also giving them, and that's what I'm going to talk now about, maybe different ways to handle them. Yeah? So, you know, let's say someone is doing an intensive meditation retreat and he goes through a times of vision. And let's say he is like, he, he does not, he, he has not the, the network and the support, so he goes home with this kind of uh, experiences and he's scared because um, he has no explanation and no, nobody told him hey, this is what's going to happen. When the solid sense of the self dissolves, uh, material from the uh, subconscious will emerge and they will manifest maybe as visions, demons or angels. So, so let's, let's say this person goes to a psychiatrist. Yeah? That might, might, might not be the most wise thing to do. Because what happens then is that the process in, in, which is opened in this person gets, yeah, it can't, it, can't, it can't run through. It can't come to its normal completion. So this person definitely, and I think there's a lot of this kind of people, would definitely uh, benefit from a, a different view on their experiences. So now, what to do? The, 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 the important thing I already said, keep on practicing. Don't, don't give up. Once you have started, 
you have two options. Either you do never start this project, this awakening project. Run! <laughs> don't, go into, don't go into this. Yeah? Some, some, someone said, it was an, from another tradition, the best would be uh, in front of the meditation centers, there would be someone with a drum and say, don't come, don't come, don't come. <laughs> So Trungpa Rinpoche is saying, better you don't start, but once you start it, you need to finish it. Yeah, don't give up. So keep on practicing. Uh, and here, kind of uh, most basic down-to-earth Buddhist practice would be looking at the three characteristics. Being with the experience. Noticing giving space, just allowing the things to happen the way they happen, noticing they are changing, they don't satisfy you, they are not you. So that's pretty straightforward. And we will look at this uh, next year when we will uh, look at insight meditation practice, how to do that. Of course, yeah, so there's other things. Then. Find a mentor. Find someone who can support you. This is, at one point, this is really important. And this can be a friend, you know, this can be a group of friends, this can be a, a, a psychotherapist, it can be a spiritual teacher, uh, it can be like support groups, yeah? So don't try to figure this stuff. No, I, I, I never understand why people don't join support groups when they are faced with certain problems, no matter what the problem is. Yeah. So, no, I, I have three or four close mentors in my life. No, these are spiritual teachers. I have worked with them. I'm completely honest with them. They know me. I have worked with them on and off, you know, with someone like two, three years, and then with someone else. But I keep contact with these four teachers. I can just, you know, when something happens, which I can, can't handle, or I don't know what to do with it, or I need to, you know, then I can call them. And I can have a Skype session, or I can meet them. Makes relationships like that. It's uh, this is this is uh, this is really an investment which is worth, you know, to do it. You know, work uh, 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 for for some time with a body therapist or something, and then you have this person in your in your life, and you know, yes, yeah, if something comes up, I can come, I can go back. Establish relationships like this. Spiritual friends. You know, I have few. Sp Last weekend I was uh, in Munich and my teacher, Lama Sopa Rinpoche, was teaching there. And uh, so I attended these teachings. And there were people there which I've known now for 25 years. You know, there were people in, in this weekend uh, who have who did the first 
meditation retreat I did like 25 years ago in, in, in Nepal. Uh, I did this retreat with them. There were three people there. And I have seen them on like sometimes I don't see them for three, four years, and then I see them again. And these are people where I can share this stuff with, you know, because they are going through this stuff. And so how do how, how do you handle it? And so we can uh, we can um, we can we can support each other. So this is important. Find mentors and. Now, this kind of relationship to mentors, they need to be cultivated. So that's uh, it's like a relationship with another person. You need to cultivate this kind of relationship. Keep a group of some close friends who are interested in this, who are, who are also meditating, who are also practicing, where you can talk. And also then, if you are more, then you, know, you can share the research. I mean... These are complex topics we are talking about. I mean, that I dare to bring this up is quite, I mean, puffed up, you know, because it's so complex. So, and then if you have a group of people who are interested in that, then you can, you know, do, uh, you can learn from each other. You can't read all the books. So then, down-to-earth things, you know, really the basic things, diet, exercises. I think it's a scandal. You know, if you go to a psychiatrist or like to a, 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 a doctor and you have a low period, you know, and, you know, because he has only the hammer of the biological systems, he, he stamps depression. And he's not even asking about diet and exercises. First that. First the basics. <coughs> Therapy, Diet, exercise. Yes, and then, of course, there's, uh, there's times where medication is a good choice. So, also here, this is like fundamental. Okay, that, how, you know, so diet exercises, relationships. So this is um, to, to uh, you know, to somehow get the energy to keep your some of your relationships intact to 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 uh to yeah so the relationships need to be cultivated the problem is in the dark night of the soul what happens with people they mess up their life don't do that so what, what, so, what, no. So let's say you have a period of identity crisis, of grief and meaninglessness. So, what helps there? What helps? What is very helpful in a period like that is to have a firm practice of morality. Yeah. So morality here in the sense of the morality of taking care of yourself and taking care of others, not harming others, not harming yourself. That's morality. So, and if that is unstable, if that is stable, you have kind of cultivated that and you practice that, 
then it's less likely that you mess your life up in a period like that, that you say stupid things to people, that you hurt people, that you bleed with your, with your darkness and, and your grief into, into relationships where it's maybe too much, where you maybe need to share this with people who can handle it. So the practice of morality is, uh, no, and this is like the three trainings, morality, then meditation, built on a stable morality, and then insight. That's like... So in a, in, in a period of dark night, dark, the darkness of the soul, it's very difficult to, get your, to keep your shit together. Somehow to, you know, get, not to mess up your finances, you know, not to, uh, like, cut off uh, important relationships. It's difficult. So it helps very much if you have some, some habits, some healthy habits there. Then, grounding practices, loving-kindness practices self-compassion practices. It's difficult. It's, it's difficult to, to do this uh, uh, when everything seems to be meaningless and you have, you're full of doubt. So there it's like this, you, know, you have created healthy habit of just doing the thing. Yes, you don't want to go to the yoga studio. No, you don't like it at all because your body hurts from the tip of the, from the tip of your ears to the toes, you know, as as Alan Wallace right. But because you have a strong sense of morality, you go, even if you don't like it. So self-compassion practices. Prepare yourself already. So if you don't practice, if you don't uh, experience uh, symptoms of the dark night of the soul right now, prepare yourself, it, because it's going to happen. It has to happen. Does not need to be full blown, full blown crisis. But I've not met any serious meditator who has not had these kind of experiences. So uh, if you prepare yourself. Uh, through establishing a strong self-compassion, a strong self-acceptance, a strong sense of, I'm basically, I can live with myself. I, I, I'm committed to, to be loyal to my experience and I'm a co committed to stay with my, my, with my experience. This is one of the main things I teach. And, and so if you established a strong sense of that, this will also carry you through crisis like that. Of course, it helps very, very much if you have, a, a, no, if you put experiences like that into the frame of your journey. Like, so ideally, when now experience like this happen to you, you will you will see them not as hmm, something is wrong, I think I better stop to meditate I, uh, because this is not how I feel. And so, or 
periods of doubts, strong doubts. You know, any genuine practitioner goes to periods of strong doubts, where you kind of you 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 feel like packing your things and that's it with the Tibetan tradition. Yeah. Uh, so if you have heard about the dark night of the soul, then you will recognize that. Ah, here we are. Wow. I wouldn't say, maybe you are even able to say, wow, this is great. <laughs> it's great. Because what that means is it's time to become more genuine about my practice. It's like, you know, a dark night of the soul uh, helps you to let go of all the stuff you do because you think you should do it. You know, all the bullshit around uh, in our practice, all the kind of beliefs and paradoxes. So, and the dark night of the soul kind of brings you to that place where the, the only thing which uh, carries you through and you know, which you want to take with you from that period is what is genuinely felt and what genuinely makes sense for you. And you can talk about this. Well, I, I've talked a, a lot with uh, Christian monks, and they talk a lot about this. They know this. No, that's the spirits where they lose faith in God. And, and, and they, they all go through it. And then, if you, if you, then at that moment you feel uh, that you have failed in your practice, or you know, and you leave. Then this process will not be completed. So, knowing about the the dark night of the soul, and you can read about it. There's books. You know? I mean, you can even read the scriptures of uh, John of the Cross. They they are they still exist, where he describes his dark night of the soul. It, so then, if you have a if you have a, a knowledge like this, then if things like this happen, you 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 see them as as almost like good things. At least not as a sign of failure. Yeah. Anything? Time is almost up. Yeah. Would it be a good thing, or did you try some trick like that, to have a list like the Alan Wallace list? Put a check mark. <laughs> yes. These lists, they are, uh, they are there for increasing your awareness and becoming aware. And uh, and and reframing the experience from oh this is horrible this shouldn't happen something is wrong I give up to ah this is what is happening uh huh yeah, that's interesting that's curious yes yeah I mean this is uh, the list in, in Ellen Wallace's book I mean this is like extreme. Yeah, so it's like extreme descriptions, uh, but um, 
variations of it. Uh, I think. I think if you ever, you know, I mean, if you get into like long-term retreat, like one month, two months, three months, and you take this list with you, you will, you will see. Ah, this is what is happening. This I notice. It is uh, years ago. <laughs> Absolutely, everyone on, you know, everyone who go, gets into uh, meditation practice, which is a bit more than like chewing mindfully on a res raisin, yeah, uh, a bit more profound. Uh, <laughs> then, then, for these people, it's very helpful. Yes. And, that, and it, you can't sell it. You can't make a nice flyer, you know. Come, I'm going to talk about the darkness of the soul. Yeah? Uh, it's, it, does not, it does not fit into the marketing strategies of many meditation teachers and mindfulness teachers. And then, of course, they wouldn't be able to handle the experience like this anyway. Hmm? It could happen that yoga lessons too. Yes, very much. Uh, but what, what's going to happen in an average uh, yoga uh, place is, oh no, the, we can't handle this here. Better you go to a psychiatrist. Yeah. Stop, stop practicing yoga. It's not good for you. Mm. This would be the response of a, of a kind of average uh, yoga. But there's other places also. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So there's other places where, is, where they are aware of this kind of... Uh, and any... Uh, this kind of, kind of strong experience people might have. I mean, some people, they do... They never practice yoga. They do a few breathing, uh, a few movements, and bong. <laughs> something yeah. happens, yeah. yeah? <laughs> so, like something, something unexpected, something yeah. which might be. Uh, uh, um, uh, no, there's a lot of uh, body-oriented psychotherapists, and I've met a few of them. I told this little story about this men's group I was. They are really not afraid of this kind of experience. And I have seen it often. It's so inspiring to to uh, be in the presence of a therapist like this, and and you feel you know this person needs to be put into a mental hospital, and they can just go through it with them. It's it, it, it's it's really inspiring because some of this experience, if you are not prepared uh, to give to be a container for them, they they can be quite scary. But there is people like that. It's really inspiring to um, to uh, you know work with like a, one of these old Gestalt therapists. You know, who went all, through all this. Uh, yeah. Okay. If it's if it has happened once, maybe outside of a spiritual practice, yeah. and still reemerge, 
practice. Yeah, all kinds of stuff can. Yes, all. all yeah, so yes. It's not just like one period no, and it's done. no, it can come and go. no, it's cycles. Ah. Yeah. So this uh, uh, this periods in different intensities, they they come, they re- reserve, and it's like a, when you do several long retreats, then it's very likely that a part of a serious meditation retreats uh, will be spent with being a dark nighter, as they are called, a dark nighter. What all, all you need at that time is encouragement. Yeah, and uh, so I have to stop, and no pushing. No, I have. I no. It's particular young man. Uh, at least that was my experience so far. Who have, who have experiences like this. And what they do, they try to push. So instead of going into the effortless witnessing, they do some strange breathing methods or sit the whole night and don't eat. And uh, so to kind of, because for some people, intensity is addictive. So they, instead of backing up and uh, like... uh, working in the garden for a day instead of sitting for 10 hours, uh, they, they, they want to push through. So, uh, yes, continue to practice, but uh, in, a, in a, as kind and gentle and effortless fashion as possible. Uh, 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 looking after the basic, sleep, Diet, exercise. 